You're listening to the Watling and Owen Show. Hello and welcome to a picks edition of the Watling and Owen Show. It's Matt Walling. It's Luke Owens. We got a quick one, Luke. We got to be on time because I've got a meeting at five o'clock. Couldn't push it back any further. It's a little nonsense because I am starting at six, but I got to come in a little early, but it's okay because we grind here on the Wally and Owen show. We grind. That's right. And I don't even know how he didn't pick last week. I think you beat him by a game. Yeah, well, I had my lock really helped getting San Francisco, but we both lost Minnesota. We both lost Seattle, which should have covered. Did you get um, Indianapolis? Bay, I got Indy, and then Green Bay was a, a real clunker. I got so. San Fran. I lost Jacksonville. I only won one game this week? That doesn't sound right. Is that true? Yeah, it would be true based on what I'm seeing. That's here. ugly. Because Jacksonville lost outright. That's really bad. Seattle Jeez. got smoked. Minnesota didn't cover. And Philadelphia. See, this is what happens when I have my picks cover. Like, days in advance. Anyway, so you've got a handful well, of games. Happened, these, so we don't have to go through it. Picks. But before we get to this, Luke, we got to talk about the Yankees. And this is a team that had... I'm not going to say controversy, but there and really there's not much concerns when you're going against the Guardians. But you want to see what Garrett Cole could do. There's a lot of pressure on him after last year's postseason. He gives up a home run, a start, it seems like. And say what you want, he had some bumps and bruises. But for the most part, this is a game and a start you'll take from him nine times out of nine times, ten times out of ten. Six and a third innings, four hits, one earned run off a home run, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, it was exactly what you want out of Garrett Cole. And, I mean, honestly, if IKF doesn't kind of make that, I don't think they actually called it an error, but it was a playable ball that kind of led to the bases getting loaded and Cole working out of it and things like that. He probably could have gone into the eighth inning, but he ends up going six and a third. And, I mean, the Yankees' bullpen took over from there. So, It's honestly an encouraging sign when, you know, Cole pitches really well, your bullpen looks good, and, you know, Judge 0 for 3 at a walk, but three strikeouts for him. Uh, You know, Rizzo obviously supplied the power, and Harrison Bader came through for you. So it wasn't the – and it was uh, Trevino that had the other sack fly. So it wasn't the usual cast of characters that win you games, which I guess could be a concern because, you know, Aaron Judge didn't have a great game. But we wanted to see this team – do something without Aaron Judge. It's been the Aaron Judge show all season long. So for them to step it up, I thought was big. And this is going to be one of those series where a four to one win honestly feels like a blowout because Cleveland's got really good pitching. They're not going to score a lot. So a four to one win, I think gives me a, a pretty nice boost of confidence, but at the same time, Cleveland now gets their one and twos coming up against the Yankees twos and threes. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. An, an extra day off is also kind of weird, but it's an encouraging start. Were you surprised that they took Wandy Peralta out after eight pitches? He went an inning and a third, one strikeout. I guess it must have been, what, one, two, three innings. And then they replaced him with Chad Holmes for the final two outs of the game, who, only, you know, again, only pitched 10 pitches in that. But were you surprised that they went with another guy after Peralta seemed like he had it on lock? I wasn't terribly surprised because, you know, Wandy was in to get a, a couple of key lefties. Then they go to Holmes to get the righties. I know some people are saying, you know, Wandy's dealing. Who cares? Let him keep going. But I want to see Holmes in that situation, you know. And I'm not saying it was a test run or anything for the Yankees because they know they have to win the game. But, you know, he he hits the first bat and you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? But he settles down, gets the next three guys. So, you know, 
at the moment, I, I knew Holmes was going in that game at that moment. I knew it was going to happen, so I wasn't surprised by it. But I think the Yankees also, you know, you've got to put them in these situations. You know, at, at one point, you're hoping it's going to be a two-to-one lead against the Astros that he has to protect. So to get that kind of playoff rep in against, you know, a Guardians team that's a little bit lesser offensively, I thought was really important. Binder Joe's back, Luke. He's back. That's right. You know, I, I agree. I listen, I don't second-guess managers unless it's blatant. Like, that's not a blatant move because Wandy's your guy that gets lefties out, like you said, Luke. Like, Clay Holmes, you got to find a closer at some point in this postseason. I don't know how you're going. One day it's Holmes, one day it's Peralta, one day it's Loazaga, one day it's Tyone. I don't know how that works. So if Holmes can be your guy in game one of this series and then game two tomorrow and then, I don't know, maybe he pitches game four or whatever it is and he's your guy, great. You, you got to find a guy because when push comes to shove, I don't know how this team gets out of close games without a guy at the end of the game. Yeah, that wasn't like a crazy move. Like when Scott Service brought in Robbie Ray against Jordan, I immediately said, what is he doing? Robbie Ray looked really bad against the Blue Jays. Now he's going to bring him in for one out in a role that he's never been in. You know, he's not Madison Bumgarner. And, you know, you see what happens. And obviously, a lot of times, you know, if Holmes blew this game, people would be on Boone. Like, it's such a tough spot to be in. But I think it was the right call to go to Holmes. And, you know, I feel like this extra off day, though, kind of helps the Guardians more than the Yankees because they get – you know, their bullpen had a pitch two games before, and now they get to reline up the rotation. They get to, you know, have the Yankees rest another day, which is weird because we saw, I mean, the Astros ended up coming back and winning, but a lot of teams that were coming off rest struggled in game one. You know, the Braves lost to the Phillies. The Mariners almost, you know, blew the game. I guess the Dodgers won, but they always win. But it seemed like teams were kind of having slow starts. And to have another day off, I think, kind of favors Cleveland. It shouldn't matter, to be honest. The Yankees should still be the better team, but you know, I wonder how that impacts the game. Because now in a game five, you're probably going to have to use a Tyone or a Herman. Which is strange. And if the game was played today, and I'm glad it's not because it's been raining all day, I, I'd be interested to see if you go with an opener for an inning or two to see if they call the game. or can't. Or yeah. Because if you're Cortez and you only get two innings, that's a loss. Like, you want Cortez to go five innings. So if you go in for whoever you want, I don't care, throw Tyone for the first couple innings and see what happens. Or I guess maybe not if you want it for game five. But something along those lines. But with four straight games with travel in between, you've got to close this out in four. Like, you don't want a game five back in New York having to fly to and from, you know, within that span. And you also don't really want to have to throw Tyone or Herman in a start. Yeah, and I think if you're the Guardians, you're licking your chops trying to get that game to win because you've got Shane Bieber on the hill. That's the goal in the series, right? In, in those first two games, if you're the road team, you want to split. So. If you're the Yankees, you want to win that game, fly to Cleveland, feeling pretty good, just having to take one of those two games. And you're right. I think four is the number. I mean, obviously, you'd love to do it in three. But if you can do it in four, kind of avoid that headache of a situation in game five, then you're going to be in a, in a pretty good spot. So I, I'm liking the Yankees' chances right now. I, the Guardians' lineup outside of Ramirez isn't terrifying. I know Quan did hit the home run. He's a good ball player for sure. But, I mean, these Yankees teams should, should win the series. Yeah. One last thing, Luke. The top five – in the lineup for the Yankees, one for whatever, one for 10, one for 15. So the only hit they got was Rizzo's home run. And look, it was the timely hits. And we said, you know, does this team struggle against good pitching? Well, in this scenario, it, it didn't really matter because you had some depth in the back end of your lineup. Bader with a huge home run. You had Rizzo get the one hit out of those five guys. But, you know, it 
gave you two runs, right? The top five of the Guardians produced a bunch of hits, but only one run. And ultimately, that's kind of what wins you the ball game is those runs versus how many hits you can get. Yeah, and I know there's been a lot of talk about Judge leading off. And, you know, in an ideal world, he hits second. But there's just not a lot of good options to lead off right now. Benintendi's hurt. DJ's hurt. Really, the only thing I could think of is maybe flip Glaber and Judge. Glaber's let off a few games this year. You know, Bader's got speed, but he's not an on-base guy. You know, he did hit that home run, but he's not usually a, a high on-base guy. So it's a tough decision, and I, I know fans want to see Judge up with guys on. But, you know, if Trevino and Bader and, you know, Donaldson, if he can stay on base when he gets there, um, he's going to get a couple of opportunities. So it's it's a tough call, but I don't necessarily think it's the wrong call to have Judge lead off just because the options aren't really there right, right. now. And, and why don't we get to our picks now, Luke? We can talk about more of the Yankees on Monday. Hopefully it's a, a, a series sweep for Yankees fans. Let's get to our picks. And I've got a handful. I, I, I like a lot of dogs. It's very interesting. And I'm not usually an underdog type of type of picker, but I guess this week it, it is it is my way. And and do you want to uh, pick first, or do you want me to pick first? I've I've got my picks, so I can go. I'll I'll lead off actually. I'm gonna lead off with an underdog because you're talking about all these underdogs. I'm gonna take a gross game, but I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons plus five and a half, or it's plus five now against the 49ers because I love the 49ers. I picked them last week as my lock, but they're, they're, I don't know if they stayed east or what their plan was. I'm sure maybe they stayed because they're going from Carolina now to Atlanta. But they're tired. They've got to be tired, you know. It's a tough stretch to go on. West teams going east don't fare well. And, you know, they, they, they blow out the Panthers last week. But the Falcons are a team that loves to hang around. They hung around with the Bucks last week. Could have won that game, save for that bad uh, roughing the passer call. I think they're going to keep this game close. They're a feisty team. So I'm going to take Atlanta plus five against San Francisco. I'm kind of realizing when to hop off the train. And for this week, I'm going to hop off the Niners train. Luke, I will. Oh, I don't know if I want that to be my lock, though. This is a problem here. I'll get through. Don't worry. Uh, Locks are tough. I, I'll tell you that. Like, me, looking at my picture, and I don't, yeah. give I don't know what Give me Cincinnati I minus one and a half. Taking on the Saints. The Saints. Saints stink. I think the Cincinnati defense can contain Taysom Hill a little bit better than the Seattle defense, what happened last week. You know, I like those that defensive line that Cincinnati has. They've got some nice pieces. They've got some quickness. And I think, you know, a guy like Jesse Bates at safety can kind of take down Taysom Hill if he even gets into the secondary. So give me Cincinnati minus one and a half. I like that pick a lot. I was really thinking about it. Um, I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you with the Bengals. I'm going to come in your hole with Cincinnati minus one and a half. And <laughs> this is... Shout out Hoppa. It's one of those games where I'm like, yeah, it's one of those games where I'm like, it feels weird, but like the Bengals at some point have to show that they're a good team, right? Like at some point in this ride, they have to like right the ship. They didn't do it last week against the Ravens. I don't know. Winston, I guess, is might play for the Saints, but I mean, with those ribs, who really knows? So I'm, I'm going to take Cincinnati minus one and a half. I, I'm acknowledging the fact that people are going to be like, oh, the that's a square bet, whatever people are going to say. But at the same time, like the Bengals just have to be a better team at some point. If it's a square bet, then call me a square. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Call me a square. And take the Saints. Yeah. Um. So I've got my – I think I've got my lock of the week. Pending injuries. I'll say that. I've got a disgusting lock of the Do week. Do you? Yeah. Uh, let we me might go have the to, same. Sorry. Let me go to a dog. And this is a game that we spoke about earlier in the week. I called it ages ago that I was going to take this game. And it's Miami plus three taking on Minnesota. Now, look, I understand what you're saying. Miami, they're playing Skylar Thompson. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's backing up and he's probably still hurt. 
But this game just – it makes sense to me. Like, the idea that this game is so ridiculous only means that Miami's going to win or, or keep it close. Right? Yeah, no, I, I can – yeah, I completely agree with you. I was trying to see – oh, it's going to be 81 out. So, not like Bill's weather hot, but, like, the Vikings aren't going down to Florida and, and, and blowing out the Dolphins. Like, no matter if Thompson's the quarterback, which, like you said, it's probably going to be him. I agree with you. It's one of those weird games where I think a lot of the public's going to love the Vikings, like small number, but the Vikings almost lost to the Bears last week. Like, let's not pretend that they're a team that usually fares well against bad teams. Right. And also, like, Miami's a team that should make the playoffs this year. You, you don't go on a three-game losing streak if you want to make the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. They've got – it's put up or shut up time, and I think this is a game where Mike McDaniel can kind of show his worth. He's, he's game planning for Skylar Thompson, who had an okay day. Like, he was fine. He didn't make any terrible mistakes last week. And now if you get to create the plan, he had three picks. Did he not? I don't think so. Did the Jets have like a million interceptions last week? Um, I can check. I didn't think Wasn't so. Was that the whole thing? Like everyone got their first career pick? No, only Sauce did. If I don't remember oh. correctly. I'll, I'll look it up here. Give me but, a second. But look, I, I think that Mike McDaniel can scheme a really good game. And I think Raheem Mostert. Oh, really one pick. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I watched right. that game. One pick. One pick. Thank you. So give me my thirty-three three. for hundred and sixty-six yards. Gaudy. Raheem Mostert was dominant in that game. Hundred yards plus. But give me give yeah, me your next go. pick. No, I like your pick. pick. I like your pick. Uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna do something I, I don't like to do very often, but I'm gonna do it. It's back back the boys, baby. Give me the Bills, minus two and a half against Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes first ever home game as an underdog. I just think the Bills are a better team. We saw what the Raiders did to the Chiefs' defense, put up 30. The Bills' offense is better than the Raiders. They're going to score even more, not to mention they have the best defense in football, which, look, Mahomes is going to get his. Don't get me wrong. But once I saw this number get inside the field goal, when I saw the minus three, I was worried. When I see two and a half, I love that because the Bills can win this game by a field goal. And, look, there's the thought of last year on their mind. They're getting a little bit more healthy defensively this week. Uh, Gabriel Davis is coming off an awesome game, and we saw what he did to the Chiefs last year. I just think the Bills are a better team right now. And the Chiefs, I think this will be one of the first games where, man, where's Tyree Kill at? Because he's been the, the Achilles heel, heel for the Bills. And Milano against Kelsey, the, the upper hand still goes to Kelsey, but Milano's probably the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. So I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half over the Chiefs. Luke, if you if you were a real Bills supporter, you would have taken the, taken them as your lock. I'm sorry. No, because it's 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 not that. It's the fact that I'm going to jinx them. I, mean, I can't do that. You have, you just so one show time no I support for your Bills team. This year, they lost. They, it was, I think it was against Miami. Yeah, five and a half, and they lost outright. So it's I'm worried. I don't want to jinx the boys. All right. As for my pick of the week, the New York Football Jets, baby. You saw it coming from wow. a mile away. Plus seven and a half. Look, are they going to win this game? I don't know. With my luck, they're probably going to lose. Right. With the Jets' luck, they're probably going to lose. But. I like the Jets' defense a lot. None of the weapons on this Green Bay team scares me. Look, Aaron Rodgers scares me, but is this Jets' defense that much worse than the Giants' defense? Talent-wise, they're better. So can Rob Sala and, and uh, Ulbrich kind of figure their, their stuff out together? I think so. And I think this Jets' offense is gaining some steam and gaining some traction. So for, for a good friend, Hoppe, Wisconsin guy, Green Bay fan, up yours. Let's go Jets. Is that your lock? No, it's my third pick. Oh, you said it's my pick of the week. That's how you prefaced it. 
Did I? No, I said I've had this pick since earlier in the week. Uh, you said pick of the week. I didn't. We mean can to, roll I'm the sorry. tape on that. All right. Plus seven. If you're a real Jets fan, you you lock them in since you talked earlier in the week about how much the Jets are going to compete in this game. But you know, I didn't want to jinx them. Ugh. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to take. I don't love this game. I texted you earlier. You didn't like it either. So maybe I should be worried. I'm going to take the Cowboys plus six and a half because I don't believe in Cooper Rush at all. I mean, you watched last week. He didn't do anything. It was all the Cowboys defense. But that's the thing. You know, has Philly seen a team like the Cowboys yet with a great defense, with a great pass rush? Let's see how they respond. They almost lost to the Cardinals last week. Um, Six and a half is a lot of points for a rivalry game. And I know last time we saw primetime, they blew the doors out of the Vikings at home. But I don't know. I just think the Cowboys keep this game close. This is kind of Cooper Rush's last hurrah before he hands the reins back over to Dak Prescott. But I just think six and a half is too many points for for two talented teams. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it. Uh, it's it's a touchdown game. So if there's a late interception or a fumble on the the part of Cooper Rush, I mean that's one thing. Now look, I've got three picks left. Do I am I, am I picking too many dogs here? If I go one more, no, I don't think so. No. Oof, I don't know. What's the health looking like here? Let's take a quick gander over at the because again, like I'm a fraud. I didn't really do any research. I just look at the number and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um That's what you should do, though. About the number, not the team. That's a good point. Just take it. But injuries matter. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it. Give me the New York football giants. Plus wow. five and a half is a gaudy number for a team that might not give up more than twenty five points. I, I like okay, that. So you're believing. I like the Giants. Like they, they're incredible against the spread. They're four and one against the spread this year. They've made people money, and I think that this number is a little too big for you know Wink Martindale. He knows what the Giants are doing. Or he knows what uh, Lamar Jackson does good offensively. He was with them last year, so I, I think that helps them quite a bit. The Giants, and when I look at Daniel Jones, I think he's healthier than he was last week. He couldn't be less healthy, and it sounded like Wandale Robinson's getting back in the mix. It sounds like they've, you know, um, oh, who's the guy? Darius Slayton's having some nice, you know, some nice plays last week. So I think they they continue that momentum. And I like the Giants a lot in this game. I think they could win outright because every time we see a big spread on them, they manage to cover. Both New York teams for you. That's going to be an interesting uh, weekend for you. And we'll see how your, your reactions are on Monday based on that. Because now you have a little extra, a little extra juice. A little extra interest. Um. My lock of the week, I told you before, it's disgusting, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with it. I'm going to take the Colts minus two and a half against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are down bad right now. And look, the Colts stink against the Jaguars, but in Jacksonville. They're coming home. It was a gross win they got over the Broncos, but it was a game that, you know, they had to win. And I think this is another game where, you know, Tennessee's playing pretty well right now. And Indianapolis sees that, and they've got to win this game. And if they can't win this game by more than a field goal, they are actually frauds. You know, Jonathan Taylor trending towards playing, which would be obviously a huge help for them. But, you know, despite not having him last week, they won that game. It's going to be disgusting. But, like, I feel like at some point Matt Ryan has to play well. I don't, maybe I'm completely wrong. But I think this is a good chance for the Colts to enact a little bit of revenge against the Jags, the team that's really had their number. But the way the Jags are trending right now, they just lost outright to the Texans. I'm going to take the Colts minus two and a half in my lock of the week. Luke, my lock, I'm scared of it. It's Monday night in California, in L.A. Give me the Chargers minus four and a half. I hate this bet so much. It scares me. No, I love it. I I think I'm embarrassed. I probably should have taken the Jets as my locker, Cincinnati. 
but LA is just such a better team than Denver. Like they're they're better than them. Russell Wilson's hurt. He's not good anymore. They don't have a number one running back at this point with Javante Williams out. You know, Keenan Allen's getting healthy. Eckler's been running all over the place. Hopefully he has a bad game for for my you know sake in our fantasy matchup. But Eckler's been a beast the last three, four weeks. So I look at the Chargers and I say, can they outperform their coach? Because Staley also kind of stinks. But give me the Chargers minus four and a half. I like it. I love waiting till Monday night for the lock for you. So I'm, I like that. I definitely eyed it. And I mean, Russell Wilson just had, you know, an injection. Like who knows how his arm's going to be. It's been pretty bad this year. So I like that pick. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about our picks this week. Great. That's what I said last week. I was in terrible. So I'll run through mine real quickly and then we can get to, uh, get to the Jets, Giants and, and uh, Bills games. Lock of the week, Chargers minus four and a half, Cincinnati minus one and a half, Miami plus three. The Giants plus five and a half, and the Jets plus seven and a half. That's a lot of trust in those last spread. three teams. Uh, my lock, Indianapolis minus two and a half. I've got Atlanta plus five, Cincinnati minus one and a half, Buffalo minus two and a half, and Dallas plus six and a half on Sunday Night Football. So let's start with the Bills game because that's the most important game of the, of the week in, across the NFL. If I was betting this game, I probably would take Kansas City with the points. I think it's a close game. It's a toss-up type game. And I don't know. Like, Cincinnati's just, or Kansas City's just playing really well these last few weeks. They've just kind of been on a mission since, I guess, the loss to Indy. And, and that was a loss that – it felt like a loss that made sense, right? It kind of reminds me of, like, the Miami game. Why I picked Miami, this game makes no sense that Kansas City's going to lose it. I just think the way the Bills played the Chiefs last year on Sunday Night Football – be very apparent and that was when the Chiefs had Tyreek Hill the Chiefs defense is still bad I mean outside of Jones getting the quarterback which he's not even allowed to do anymore I, I just think the Bills offense is better than the Chiefs offense right now I know Travis Kelsey's awesome I know Patrick Wells is awesome and I'm gonna sound like an idiot if the Bills lose this game but I just think the Bills are the better team and you know this is a hyped up game it's at Arrowhead again the Bills have only hosted the Chiefs one time with Patrick Mahomes, and it was during the COVID year. I'm like a Monday, it was like Monday at five o'clock after like COVID delays. So, you know, they have to go to Arrowhead. They've been there a million times before, 13 seconds in the back of their mind. But I don't know. I just think the Bills' offense is better than Chiefs. The Chiefs should have lost to the Raiders. Like watching that game is like, man, if the Chiefs play like this against the Bills, the Bills will beat them. They're a better team than the Chiefs. They're obviously a better team than the Raiders. I think they're going to win this game easily. That's, that's fair. I will say one thing to the Bills' credit. This is probably the worst matchup for the Chiefs offense because you, you mentioned Matt Milano, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Like Kelsey might have a, an okay day. Like his day might not be that great because you can force feed him the ball, but if there's a guy right up in his grill, how are we really making plays? He needs, I don't say he needs space to make plays, but a lot of his big chunk plays that are the damage is when he has a step on a guy. And I don't think he's getting that step on, on that Bills linebacking core. I feel like this might be like the biggest hyped game of the year before like playoff implication if that makes sense oh, like 100%. i think this is going to be the the one that gets all the eyeballs i mean i said it last year i still think it like mahomes versus allen can truly be brady versus manning a, a matchup we see every year a 425 game you know jim nance tony romo you know look at these guys the debate it's every drive it's gonna be like oh man mahomes is the best in the game it's like oh man allen's the best in the game like i, I truly see that at this point because you know rogers kind of having a down year. i know he won mvp last year but he's kind of on his way out same with Brady. Like, this is kind of the new era of quarterback, and they're kind of the two guys. Like, 
Burrow's up there, Herbert's up there, but they're kind of almost the younger generation, even though they're all young. So it's it's really interesting, and I think it's a, a fun matchup that we're going to see for for many years to come. It's going to be great, and I'm super excited for it. Let's get to the – do you want to go Jets or Giants? You can Dealer's choice. Let's go Jets. Jets? Yeah. So I, I have a bone to pick with you. Go ahead. Give it to me. Well, I, I think you're too confident in the Jets. I think that after watching them – I get it. The hype is there, but – my worry is, you always say, can I see this? Can you see the Packers lose to the Giants and then keep it close against the Jets? Like, are the Packers actually bad, I guess, is the question I'm asking. I mean, uh, I'll pull up their schedule once I pause this stupid ESPN video that auto plays. Like, I guess not, because the, after the first loss of the season to, to Minnesota, they smacked the Bears. But, like, let's talk about their wins this season. The Bears, they win by 17. I'm not counting that game. It's the Bears. Rodgers owns the Bears. They're not very good, right? Like, let's move on. And that was a, a running back heavy game, keep in mind. The next week, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-12 to 12 with, when Tampa didn't have, like, half of their weapons, right? They had Cole Beasley signed for that week. Next week, they squeak out a win against the Patriots in, in overtime against Bailey Zappi. And then the next game, they, get, they lose by five to the Giants. And really, it was a touchdown loss if you consider – you know, the safety is a non-factor. So where are they making up these points to beat the Jets by a touchdown? I don't see it. I just don't see it. The Jets have really good fourth quarters. I think they can score a meaningless touchdown here or there to at the very least make it close at the end. And that's what I see happening for the Jets. I think this game will tell me a lot about the Jets because I think you've already made your mind up. But for me, is it the same? if the Jets get their doors blown off, I, I might just say, like, okay, it looks like we're we're kind of still the same old Jets. If the Jets keep this game close or win it, then it's like, okay, the Jets are going to be a team that can actually fight for the playoffs, can compete in, in tough games like this. You know, it's, it's really going to tell me a lot, I think, about how I personally view the Jets because, like I said right now, I'm, I'm impressed that they're winning games. It's not an easy league to win games in, but, you know, show me something against the Packers. Show me that you can go out – to Lambeau and compete when the Packers are going to be playing their angriest game of the year. So I think this is going to tell me personally a lot about how I view the Jets going forward. Did that Miami game not do it for you? No. Against Skylar Thompson? 23-point victory? 23-point margin of win? Care. No. That did nothing Kyrie for Hill you. can barely walk. Like Waddle and Hill were both kind of hurt. Skylar hurt. Thompson did the Jets lock them down? I don't know. Hurt Schmert. If you're in the I, game, you're in the game. Yeah, but... Again, Skyler, like, are the are the Ravens parading around town because they beat Joe Flacco and the Jets? No. I mean, the Packers squeaked out a win against the Patriots, and, and it's still a win. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a win. I'm saying it's not an impressive one. I'm good. I'm not you don't impressed. think a 23-point win is impressive for the Jets? No, again, like, for I'm, the I'm Jets. happy they won the game. For and the again, New York like, football Jets that don't win games, that haven't won a division game in two years, that game is just okay? I mean, it's also, what, 1917 going into the fourth quarter? Yeah, and they like, dominated the fourth quarter. Yeah, they didn't dominate the game. It wasn't like the Dolphins scored garbage points. It was a close game going into the fourth. And the Jets so took flight. Yeah, and we're going to find out. Exactly. Like, am I not allowed to disagree with you? I have uh, to agree you're with just you a hater. Me? That's it. You're scared. Yeah. You're a little scared. You're a little scared Bills fan because the Jets are going to take over. No, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm, again, show me something against the Packers. The Packers are going to go out. And, if the Packers go out and win by double digits, I'm going to be like, all right, what did I say? Is 10 points too say? much to lose by? 
It's a lot to lose by. What if it's like a last second kind of situation? situation? Like where well, they, obviously it's like garbage yeah, points at the end. I guess you got to see. It obviously depends how the it. game goes. Yes, you are right. I'm not going to just look at the score and say how I feel. All right. Uh, let's let's quickly get over to the Ravens-Giants game. It, it seems like Wanda Robinson's back. Am I dumb for just picking the Giants? Like, is that a dumb move? No, ride the hot hand. Saquon's been great. The Ravens' defense, although their issues are in the secondary, so maybe this is a game Daniel Jones steps up and wins. You know, maybe he has to, but yeah, I don't think you're crazy, but Lamar's a tough guy to game plan for. You know, Wink Martindale's an excellent job against Rodgers last week, but Lamar kind of presents a new type of challenge. I don't think you're crazy. It's a home game. Ravens kind of coming off an emotional divisional win. So no, I don't, I don't think you're crazy. I think the Giants should be able to keep it close. Yeah. And, and for the Giants, I think the key is limiting Mark Andrews because the secondary has been nice. It's been solid. They don't give up a lot of points. But if you can limit Mark Andrews, I don't think this run game for the Ravens is anything too special outside of Lamar Jackson. But they're just such a cleanly coached team for the Giants. I don't know how they don't keep it close. Yeah, exactly. And the Ravens, I mean, they haven't blown on anybody. They, they blew a lead against the Dolphins. They blew a lead against the Bills. Like, I understand, you know, Josh Allen at least is a little bit different than Daniel Jones. But Tua and Daniel Jones, somewhat comparable. So I, I don't think, the think they're giving up 20 points in the fourth quarter to the New York Giants. No, but I also don't think they're going to score like 40 in the first half like they did against the Dolphins. That's either. that's also true. Because you look at the so, Giants and the way they play the game, they chew a lot of clock running the ball. So it's kind of from that regard. How do you how do you give this team a chance when they're down by two scores when, when you run the ball? It just takes up a lot of time. Yeah, that's what and we saw last week, though. Even when they went down to the Packers, they came back using runs, using creative passes and things like that. So we've kind of seen them have to make a comeback, too. But I would like to see like one game where Jones has to really air it out. You know, Saquon's, you know, not not able to really break the line. Which, by the way, the line's done a great job this year. He's not even, you know, he's he's got more yards before contact than ever in his career. Um, but I I, kinda, I would like to see that at some point where Daniel Jones really has to throw the ball around the yard and kind of see what happens. Yep. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today, Luke. We got it. A thirty-minute podcast. It's nice. It's compact. Beautiful. It's tight. Give it a listen. Better picks if you want. I'll probably go 0-6 again, but we'll catch on Monday to recap that. And a big week for New York football. A big week for us, Luke, with our picks. Both of us having at least one New York team in the mix. So thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys on Monday. <laughs>